What's up, Brewroots listeners? That was my total, like, you know, Twitch. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Intro. I, I, I loved it. That what up, great. boys? What up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we are here in Worcester. And if yeah. people who are across the country were wondering how you say this city. Worcester. Worcester. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, that's how you say it. Not yep. Worcester. Nope. No. We've known that our whole life. Well, you were from Vermont, so you probably called it No, but I went to school in Worcester, actually. When you were applying to school, so. what did you call it? Well, Worcester. My my family's actually from the Worcester area. Oh, originally. so you're here. My parents you were educated are the weird on ones it. that moved up to Vermont. So I actually knew. I was educated. Yep. Yeah. Like well, clearly were <laughs> yeah. because it's Worcester, not Worcester. Worcester. Well, see, at least I don't call it Worcester. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's better. It could be worse. 100%. Um, Thanks. So <laughs> if you've been following our uh, Western Mountains, Central Mass, right? Central Mass. Central Mass yeah. uh, podcast series, which is the last three episodes that you've heard, um, we made the smart decision to start with... <laughs> A sessionable beer. Yes. Very sessionable. And then and we went to one that was in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. And then we were like, we're going to go to Greater Good. Because, yeah, why not? And in their title is Greater Good Imperial Brewing Company. Yep. So we're really smart. <laughs> yeah. 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 Think, think about it. that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um, I love their beer. Actually, yeah. the Pulp Daddy is one of the beers that um, I feel like I've gone to like multiple, multiple beer fests, right? And that's the one that I'm to. like, oh, I always want that one. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's good. It's refreshing. Um, and then I forget that it's like 9%, right? Eight. Yeah. Eight, yeah. yeah. Close, <laughs> yeah. close. <laughs> I have two or three, and uh, I'm proposing to my girlfriend. <laughs> She's saying no. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Pulp Daddy, making dreams come true. <laughs> New yeah, my yes. dr- drunken. In, yeah, in yeah, your yeah. dreams. <laughs> yeah, in my dreams. <laughs> uh, so we're here with uh, Colleen and JT. What's yeah. up? Not much. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. We came in from the rain, We're so great. thank you for the shelter. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for the company. Yeah. yeah. You guys are lonely, right? So yeah, it's we like, were. yeah. Hey, the tap room's pretty crowded today for a rainy, uh, rainy yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, it was. So. Yeah, I yeah. think I was I'll take in the it. corner, just I trying to find space. I think that's because people <laughs> forgot what rain is after the summer we've had so far. Seriously. Or, or just, just never thought out. it was going to happen. Yeah. Again. Right. So they were like, right. oh, don't have to worry. We got to celebrate. Yeah. Well, how many times have the weather people said, like, it's going to rain and it hasn't rained? Yeah. A sprinkle, maybe. It's raining, though. So what? When they say scattered thunderstorms, yeah. it's not going to rain. When they say rain, it's going to rain, oh. bitch. Is it's it it's going to rain. Resident honey. meteorologist yes. over there. He's yeah. not only a sound guy. Yeah. We, yeah. Also yeah. a meteorologist. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, welcome. Thanks for doing this today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So tell us about Greater Good. Oh, wait. But what? first. But first. What are their roles at the brewery? Oh, yeah. What's your roles at the breweries? Know. Yeah. People don't know them. Ah, yeah. uh, the inquiring minds want to know. I'm the CEO here. Woohoo. And I am our beer and brand evangelist. A way better title. Yeah, what what the hell is that? It means everything and nothing all at once. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Typical. You know, I already like this. You're in front of your CEO and you're like, it means nothing. But it means everything. everything. But it means everything. He's he's like our total like Swiss Army knife. JT, I think, has worn every hat that can be worn, not just the merch that we sell, but like every hat. Yes. Including our moose head when he dresses up as Chugs, our mascot. Oh, so cool, like cool. legitimately wears many hats. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Yeah. All the merch and the mascot head. So, yeah. <laughs> so Colleen, you're relatively new to the CEO role. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's it like being in this, the new CEO of Greater Good? I mean, it's been awesome. So I, I joined Greater Good back in January, initially as the chief commercial officer. So overseeing all of our revenue driving functions, our tap room, sales, marketing, um, basically anything that wasn't actually making beer. 
Um, but I had consulted for Greater Good last year, um, and Paul was kind of thinking about his succession planning and taking a step back. Paul's our founder. And, um, you know, so the, the plan was kind of like in process of eventually taking over as CEO. I thought eventually was going to be a little bit longer than like, hey, you've been here <laughs> Almost six months. Let's give you the CEO you can title. Run this. Here's the keys. <laughs> so, uh, so I took over a CEO in July. Um, absorbed our ops team as well, and uh, you know, I mean, I was already working super closely with those guys anyway. And you know, you got to make sure that you know what we're innovating on and new beers that are coming out are going to be what you know meets demand. So, like, yeah. it was it was already pretty collaborative at that point anyway. Um, and I've overseen, you know, managed other brewers and stuff. I'm not a brewer by trade. So, but I like to say I know enough to be dangerous and enough, <laughs> enough to call them on, uh, yeah. on some stuff that yeah. seems a little suspect. So, but they're a great team. So they're, they're easy to manage. Yeah. And out of curiosity, where have you been before this? Like yeah. Brews? So I, um, I spent most of my career in craft beer at a company called Craft Brewer Alliance. Uh, we owned eight breweries around the United States. Kona was cool. our largest. Yep. Cisco Brewers uh, mm-hmm. regionally here in the, the Northeast uh, was one of my breweries. Um, and then we got acquired by Anheuser-Busch. So I worked there for a little while. Uh, then I said, this is not where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peaced out. I uh, started my own consulting firm where I was able to consult with a bunch of other breweries cool. around the U.S., Greater Good being one of them. And, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily thinking I was going to join, like, back immediately that closely, like, full-time at a brewery. But, you know, the team, the beers, and just, like... The fact that we do something completely different here at Greater Good yeah. as like the first and only all imperial brewing company, I was like, all right, you know, not going to find another one no, out there. Right? It's, it's one of one. It's so kind of like a, just when I cool. thought I was out, they bring me back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and somehow convinced me to move from North Carolina to Massachusetts oh, in that's... January. So like, wow. clearly the draw was there. Like <laughs> these guys were doing something right to to convince me to nice. to make that move. Yeah. But winter. Winter was tough. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's coming. It is coming. (laughs) Yes, it keeps coming. We are not sponsored by HBO Max right now. We know there's a new show coming out, but if you do want to sponsor us with that, if they want to, yeah. All I see is like 60% discount codes for that. So I I think they might need some some love. Yes. Use the promo code Brewery. It's for 60% off. Promo code All Imperial. You know, we'll split it 50 50. There we go. There we go. I like that. CEO of Brewery, CEO of Greater Goods. We got this. I don't call myself a CEO. <laughs> it, it's kind of a weird title yeah. in this industry. That's why I'm always like, oh, yeah, yeah. super quietly. Yeah. I work at the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JT, where, how'd you get into beer? Uh, so I got into beer. I was working for, in marketing for a company called TSG Enterprises, doing a lot of digital content, web mm-hmm. administration work. Um, and, you know, just put the feelers out um, somewhere around 2015 uh, and ended up. I, th- I think it was probably luck of the draw. I'd like to think it was my, my credentials and my resume, but uh, <laughs> I applied at Trillium Brewing Company and landed a job there for a couple of years. And then uh, my actual, my brother-in-law was building the bar here. And when I was looking to move closer to home, he was like, you know, I got this guy that's building this pretty big brewery for yeah. a startup um, in Worcester, right down the street from where I grew up in Spencer. So I met Paul. We hit it off pretty much immediately. Uh, other than our brewer, I was our first hire. So I did everything from you know, run the tap room when we first started to marketing, sales, everything like from that, that you need in a startup. Paul has oh. three daughters, so I think JT is the son he never had. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, yes. yeah I really played into that. <laughs> Play that smart, up. smart. Yeah. Did you call him dad? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where do you think Pulp Daddy yeah, is? Right, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you know the concept? Why did, 
Why all imperial want beers? imperial yeah. beers only. Like, I mean, JT, you can certainly add, but like, I mean, he just really liked big beers and, you know, wasn't finding much out in the market that kind of checked what he was looking for in an imperial beer. I think a lot of them had kind of a harsh, boozy, like afterburn, um, like all the bourbon barrel aged stuff yeah. that like, mm-hmm. it's like, if I want an old fashioned, I'll drink an old fashioned. Right. And so he just was like, all right, maybe I can make something better than what's out there and let's give it a, give it a whirl. And, you know, started kind of playing around home brewing for a while and then kind of started the brewery opposite of how Basically, every other brewery yeah. starts. He started with contract brewing, no facility, oh, wow. and went straight to distributors to yeah. say, hey, is this going to like resonate out in the market <laughs> instead of doing any like self-distro? Yeah. Um, and so commercial uh, distributing out in uh, Western Mass was our first distributor, and like everything that he was dropping off was selling through like crazy quickly. So I guess he was What were like, the first beers, do you, do you know? Yeah, so our, our first five beers... Catch me if I'm wrong, JT, were what we call our Passport Series. They're all inspired by different locations. Mm-hmm. So we've got Greylock, a 12% IPA. Uh, we have Citra, which was originally, I think, like an Imperial Saison, but yep. now has morphed over years, as many things have, into a Belgian IPA. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you that know, sounds yeah, cooler. That, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, like quadruple in sales yeah. by like putting yeah. that yeah. IPA Nike swoosh tag on right, it kind of right. deal. Uh, we have a Russian Imperial Stout named Ivana, mm. a German cherry like alt beer. Um, German inspired German ale now. German inspired yeah. ale. Yeah. We yeah. dropped the alt beer. That's a good, that, that, no one knows what alt that beer inspired is. is very exactly. crucial yeah. now inspired, in the, yeah, yeah. Um, called Helena and then uh, Goodnight Moon, a port, like yep. London porter kind of deal. Um, so we did like five different styles, all with five different ABVs. So it was eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, to kind of, because yep. he, you know, yep. Paul had to take a mad science approach yeah. to like, let's see which styles and ABVs yeah. and what yeah. works. And, uh, <laughs> And they all resonated, so we all we still brew all five of those. Cool. Um, not all of them being year round, but uh, mm. but yeah, they're those were the the OGs. Yeah, why are people getting these uh, big bodied beers? You know, I mean, they taste good. I think first, <laughs> first and foremost, Sold. <laughs> like do do they? Does anyone need a better answer than that? Um, but actually, I mean, when your your initial entry to the market is through distribution, and it's just a can. Well, taking that, a risk, right? Not, not really. Yeah, but people want, I think, the boozy beers kind of, right? They're looking at the movie, they're like, oh, this this looks so yeah, good, Yeah, right? and doing it all through initially packaged. Like, I mean, I think we're the only brewery probably that you might talk to that has a higher percentage of our sales in the on-premise today than we did pre-pandemic. We yeah. were yeah. very heavily oh, skewed towards package yeah, um, because it's more of an at-home drinking occasion because there's only so many 12% Greylocks right. in a drink out at a bar before you have to drive, <laughs> home. drive home. Yeah. Hopefully drink responsibly. Everyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it actually worked really well in, you know, a packaged product distro kind of lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, JT, I, th- I think the can art also, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of an understated thing with, with beer a lot these days is that the can art's actually really cool. So while it's called the passport series, cause it's inspired by different regions of the world. So like the Porter is a London Porter that has, you know, the, the London skyscape on it. Uh, you got Greylock, which is a New England IPA. It's got Mount Greylock, which resonated with a lot of people in Western Mass. So, like the Citra is the Belgian style beer that has, you know, a, a Brussels or some 
city yeah. in Belgium. So a lot of the can art's really, really cool. Uh, so that's one like kind of understated thing that helps it pop off the shelves. But another thing that Paul really thought about was the feedback he was getting from his friends, which were like, you know, I'm buying all these new beers every week. I'm spending all this money on beers that are, you know, four or five percent. Uh, at the end of the day, when I'm really thinking about where my money's going, like I'm going to end up <laughs> wanting to go back to something that's a little heavier than like yeah. you know, a four percent beer that I'm maybe spending 15 to 16, 20 t- sometimes dollars yeah. on. So the price point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's a price conscious consumer that, you know, is like, well, I liked that one a lot and it's eight percent or it's nine percent. So right. I'm only having one versus, yeah. you know, three. Yeah. Yeah. So consulting for a brewery that's like, we only do Imperial beers. Is that like, scary? hey, do you <laughs> maybe want to not just do that? Or No, I very much respected the discipline to never waver from that. Um, I think too many breweries aren't disciplined in branding and differentiation. And I think it's really tough to stay true to that when like the market might be moving or there's like Mount Hulk or low everything everyone's talking about session IPAs or whatever and to stay true to like what this crazy point of differentiation was I was like continue to preserve that but actually like I mean you asked like was it hard to consult the general like kind of framework and thought process for what's going to make you know a brewery successful you can apply that to a brewery that's also doing a very niche targeted thing like you have to have good structure to your portfolio and make sure that like I mean when I got here we skewed way too heavy towards just hazy IPAs and I was like are we the all imperial IPA company <laughs> or are we the all imperial company right right and so product diversity and brand priorities and balancing of what's just for the tap room versus what are we going to take to distro like those same principles still apply here it's just with an all imperial yeah. twist on it i can definitely notice that that tide twist because for a while i, I agree you know seeing just crazy big ipas and i, I mean keeps the lights on i get it I, I, I get it it's not but yeah keeping that true to brand style that's cool. yeah but so now we're getting to like what i really like now is like we get to innovate with stuff that is traditionally not imperial, right? Like we're going to launch an imperial blonde coming Ooh, up. Um, we've got our new sour series, which has been going crazy for us this year. And those are styles that like you don't typically see at like eight or 9%. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that to me is like us pushing the boundaries of what imperial beers can and should be um, in a really cool and fun way. Hmm. Excellent. Definitely. All right. So we want to get into what people may know you for um, outside of being just Imperial beer. But we have a word from our sponsors. Take it away, Sun Guy, right? Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you, whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUTES for 10% off your online order today. All 
Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. All right, so we're back. Um, we never left. We never left. We were. We've yeah. always been here and we, always will. Always will be. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for giving us. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I got a lot done during that break. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. You set up your cot because apparently you're yep. always going to be yeah. here. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. We're talking about an Imperial Oktoberfest. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't want to spoil anything, but no. Um, so, what are the beers that you're most known for? Pulp Daddy. Definitely the Pulp Daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I would you say about 50% of what we're doing right now is the Pulp Daddy. Uh, yep. You always have tanks full of it. Yeah, multiple. Yeah. And, um, brew you know, it two or three times a week. Yep. Yeah, they could brew it with yep. their eyes closed at this point for sure. Yes. Um, every market that we're in, you'll find the Pulp Daddy, and it's probably the first beer that you'll find in those markets. Um, yeah. yeah. But Greylock is our clear, like, second punch so that we're not, yeah. like, one trick pony. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned Greylock was one of the first beers we ever made. It's our biggest beer at 12%. Mm. And dangerously drinkable, man. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. It goes down <laughs> way smoother than a 12% IPA yeah. should. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think with those local tie-ins, it does really well in Massachusetts. So sure. those are our, our top two brands for sure. Yeah. Um, and then this year we, you know, released our seasonal series for the first time. Or we, we started it back in yeah. uh, 2021. I'm getting all the years mixed up now. But this was our first full year uh, running the seasonal program. And so our summer seasonal went like crazy big. It was called Big Summer, you know, Big Beer. Yeah, yeah, big gotta, yeah. good name. Good yeah. Got to be really overt. Really with original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We racked our brains hard on that yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it went gangbusters for us. Like Love everyone was Love loving it. it. Awesome pineapple IPA. Also cool. super sippable. Nice. Like if you're at a beach pool, whatever. Um, and then the Funk series is our sour series um, that we just launched this year mm. and. We release like a new fruited sour every two months, um, yeah. and that's been going really well. We're just finishing blueberry lemonade. Yep, and, kettle uh, souring or yeah, yes. kettle souring. Cool. And coming in like a week or so will be peach cobbler. Ooh, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. So having are... having some fun with that. For are sure. you doing some kind of an imperial fest or something? Yes, like, I know we have like are. an event, <laughs> but like beer style wise. Yes. You yeah, are. So we okay. have Imperial Fest coming up, which will. Uh, JT's on... the mastermind of it. So he can. Tell us more, JT. All. Yes. It's on uh, September 17th here at the brewery, actually. Yeah. Uh, that parking lot you guys came through will be a giant, you know, wedding style event tent. Nice. You'll Love see it. 30 breweries nice. underneath it. Um, JT's eyes lit up. Like this is your, you this really is your excited. brain. I see it. I'm waiting to talk about it. I haven't yeah. talked about it enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we'll have food trucks, live music. Uh, like I said, 30 different breweries. Everybody is. Is uh, being asked to feature at least one, maybe two imperial beers that are either in their catalog or new awesome. beers. Uh, some I know a couple of places will be debuting imperial beers there, so we're expecting to see a wide range. Given you know the imperial fashion of the right. of the fest, we're seeing a wide cool. range of beers there. But um, a really cool kind of aspect to it is that we, being a brew pub here, we can tap other breweries' beer. So oh, during, well, you got fancy a, license. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> fancy. It's kind of. 
It's, it's yeah. best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. It works when it works. Yeah. 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 But uh, <laughs> we'll have a fan vote at the end for, you know, fun, but also for uh, a draft line at the brewery for a month. So that's cool. The winning brewery, quote unquote, of the, the best Imperial beer. We'll get a draft line here at the brewery. Excellent. For a month. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, nice. so we're so excited about that, and we're gonna. That's when we're gonna release the Imperial Blonde that I was mentioning. Yep. Okay, um, wanting to again do something fun and new for for that type of event. Um, and we, I mean, the sale, like the reception, just when we posted about it. Like I think some of our most engagement on social media, we had people calling us up, and then like when we released tickets to sale, like we, we sold, sold out like, almost in like the first like, it was like 200 three days. Wow. And then we released yeah. some That's more. Crazy. I said, JT, I think we're going to need a bigger tent. Yep. Yeah, right. We're going to yeah, need right. a bigger tent. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's going to be, we're, we're pumped about it. I think it's going to be pretty big. Like what are some of the breweries that are coming just to name? A few? Oh geez. Off the top of my head. I mean, we've got a lot of the I feel like I'm places. back in radio. Yeah. It's like, tell us who the headliners are. Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, I could rattle some off. All the places here locally in Worcester yeah. are going to be in attendance. Yeah. We want to, cool. you know, invite all of our friends, but then some other places from out of state as well. I mean, there's some Boston area like Untold is going to be here. Second Wind mm-hmm. will be here. Um, out of state, we'll have Proclamation here. Mass Landing, uh, nice. Single Cut will be here. So this, this cool. is a really good list of uh, breweries yeah. that will be in attendance. Yeah. That's awesome. Who would have thought? Worcester. Right. No, I'm just kidding. I know, right? <laughs> hey. no, 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 no. But the thing is, it's like Worcester. There's a number of good breweries, right? Yep. We've got Redemption Rock, a smaller exactly. one, right? we got Warmtown. we got you. I mean... There's kombucha and I'm There's a bunch I, of I'm missing here. I'm missing another brewery. Yeah. I know that, but it base dates across uh, across town. And then they have double down, which double down. Up. So with, yeah. with all of us uh, yeah. be- becoming a community here, I mean, and even just outside of Worcester, there's quite a few. Oh, if you were to expand so, it to Central Mass, obviously you've got some. Huge, yeah, 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 you have a ton well, of. Well, you got even here. West Springfield. I mean, it's like That's right way there. Far away. <laughs> it's really not. Yes, that well, far. not like for, coming from somebody who worked in Boston for two years at a brewery. Like sure they think that Worcester is like the Berkshires. Yeah, it's Without traffic, it's 25, 30 five minutes. Yeah, I mean, coming from somebody who lived on the West Coast for a while, like, states are tiny up here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everything's close. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> We've talked to breweries and they're like, who are oh, away from- yeah, one in Texas that was like, Oh, the closest brewery is oh, like two, three yeah. hours away. Our favorite lager, well, lager brewery is two hours away. I was like, oh, my favorite's like 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. Well, I can get what across the entire Was it Suckedologer? Okay. That might have been it. Yeah. 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 They are good. Yeah. But they were like, oh, yeah, one of our favorite breweries. It's like in the middle of nowhere. We're it like, just oh, blows our minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow, you have to travel up far for a beer, huh? Yeah. When I was consulting, oh. I traveled, <laughs> like, I, I did, like, a little bit of a six to eight months of, like, no bad life for a while. I just threw all my oh, food wow. in storage. Awesome. And, um, cruised around and visited a ton of breweries, trying mm-hmm. to stir up some, like, consulting business Should've and just enjoy my life. <laughs> yeah, it was, weird. After Who being, does that? After being cooped up for COVID, <laughs> I was, like, ready to just hit yeah. the road, so... I, I literally went like all around the country. That's I put, awesome. Like, Twenty thousand miles on my car nice. in yeah. like six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, obviously you're in Massachusetts. We must have the best beer scene, right? Of, of course, <laughs> yes. Of course, yeah. I'm saying that with the straightest of faces. <laughs> she is though. She is. <laughs> now, of course, New England has an awesome beer scene. Yeah. So when we talk about like the mass beer scene, right? There's obviously rules and regulations that go into it. Any frustrating ones for you? Yeah. I mean. No happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. Those, right? yeah no that's, first, that's actually the first specials. time we've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I should have an answer to this, but at this point, it's like just tickets to the game, right? Like, you yeah. can't, you know, you just got to work around it. It is what it is. There's worse places, you know? Yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, I've, yeah. I've you know, worked at least with places average. in the South. Yeah. Way tougher than yeah. like up, up, up around here. This brewery could never exist in like Salt Lake City. 
Like no, 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 they would, we yeah, would be like even, chased out of the state. Yeah, yeah literally. It's <laughs> yeah, like there's ABV laws in other yeah. states. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been in some of those states when like the laws were flipping over, like in Virginia and Tennessee. Like, I mean, and it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, in, when I was living in Virginia originally, like you couldn't sell beer out of your tap room. Yeah. Like you could sell tours and then like give a Sample pour taster. of beer yeah. at the end, or you could sell tokens that people could Redeemable, like, yeah. Yeah. or you could get like just multiple like banquet licenses day after day to oh be able to do stuff. Like yeah. that stuff's like way worse. So like that is way with, with those, you know, other data points, right. Of like what it could be like, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad up here. And there's something to be said for coming out of COVID. There's like the restrictions we had during COVID and everything yeah. that was going on during. Yeah. Well, luckily for you, you guys yeah. were able to have food. Like you yeah. had a, a restaurant on. Site. Yeah, we actually flexed. Like that kind of COVID kind of forced our hand into that. Also, if you came here three plus years ago, it was very much like a, a brewery. You walk up to the bar, you grab a beer. There's a lot yeah. of that, and uh, it's always been kind of in our goals to to become. You know, we're a brew pub, like I said like a premier brew pub in the region as well. We, we, saw, we saw that as like kind of an opportunity that you go to places like the Pacific Northwest, maybe like San Diego, there's brew pubs with fantastic yeah. food, sit down yeah. all over the place. I know so, it's uh, such a foreign concept in this area. I mean, there's a lot of places that are like, why would I do food? Why would I do food? Like, I yeah, make great beer. Why would I do food with it? Um, right. We think you're totally like, capable. I don't know, to keep people around longer? Not well, everyone drinks exactly. beer. Yeah. 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 yeah, statistics do say like if there's food and beer... Yeah. It'll stick around for a while. But I think as a brew pub license, JT, like, aren't we capped at 12% ABV? It's around there, so, yeah. So and, we and might be maxing up. to a farm brewer's license, we can go up a few more percentages. So obviously mm. that's crossed our minds. That, that, that is interesting. <laughs> Were seltzers a, a force of the hand because of COVID? Or what? why did seltzers come to play for you? You know... I don't. I don't know the history of why we started them. They they predate me being here. Everyone I've, started doing them. So yeah. I I think right now I see them more as a tactical tap room play. Yeah. We mm -hmm. sell a good chunk of them in the tap room. We don't do a ton of distro with them because we're not doing them in variety packs. And I think to like really play ball in the seltzer space, you got to be in a variety yeah, pack. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. Polar Seltzer doesn't do a variety pack, and they should. Not like the alcoholic one, but like. Yeah. The regular one. Regular yeah. one. Yeah. Well, regular regular seltzers, I think, have gotten away and not variety. Yeah. But like alcoholic seltzers, like they need to be. It's because yeah. like, like a party 80 thing. You buy 80 for percent a party. of the business is like variety pack. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where where did the brainchild for seltzers come from. We, one of the big questions we were getting a lot was like gluten free and stuff like that. Yeah. People mm -hmm. that wanted a locale mm -hmm. option, even yeah. though we, had, we were making like even the session IPA, like knowing an IPA, even if it's a session, is going to be you know if you're Focusing on calories. Yeah, you don't want to look at that. <laughs> yeah. And, no, yeah. no. So there was a there was a brief period of time where we were selling local cider here, um, you know, mm -hmm. at, for pours. And once we, you know, kind of came to the conclusion that we could do a seltzer um, first at first contract, uh, a, a seltzer that was eight percent and drinkable. Then I mean, that kind of keep all that in house and, and serve people something that was made uh, by greater like, good. Yeah. And then our marketing manager, Abby, loves our seltzers. So right yeah. now I also just think we make them just for her. Yeah. <laughs> and for the slushy machine. Oh, yeah. 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 They're a good slushy Everyone base. loves a slushy machine. But I yeah. think our sours make a better slushy yeah. base. Ooh, Personally, probably. We, we make some. Probably. But you're allowed to have the slushy machine because of the brew pub license. Well, I think right? you could do a beer slushy. Um, but a beer slushy is a little more complicated, especially with like yeah. the New England style. You get a lot of like settling. Settling, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's why like the... The sours that don't have a ton of hops in them, those are really good base for the yeah. slushies. Yeah. And also, um, 
the seltzers are a really great base for the slushies. And I mean, we can mix in like, I think I saw some grenadine back there. So they make like slushy kind of cocktail. <laughs> yeah, it's like a nice. Cocktail, nice. Nice. cocktail inspired. Yeah. Cocktail yes. inspired. Yes. yes. They have a good yeah. time like creating a new recipe almost every day. Yeah, for, it's fun for the staff. Yep. Especially yeah. when it's 95 degrees out, like yeah, it has right. been this summer. And, <laughs> and yeah. when I'm sitting at my office, AKA a table in our tap room, and <laughs> table eight, just yeah. like samples of the day's slushy just happened to land on my oh, table. Oh, wow. What did it come from? It's a really, yeah, it's a tough life. Other CEOs get like the iPhone before it comes out. You get slushies. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I update my phone like once every like five to ten years. I feel like nice. I'm, I'm not that person. Yeah. The slushy is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so one thing I have to say is when I've come here, I feel like your staff's very educated. Mm-hmm. Um, is that important? Is that important from the top down to have like good educated staff? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, when you go to the brewery, I mean, those should be the most knowledgeable people. Uh, like myself, I work with a lot of the local places. We try and bring staffs from bars in here and, and educate them as well. But I know Meredith has, uh, one of our brewers, Meredith uh, McNamara, has recently started taking up like more of a on you know, hands-on role with educating the staff from a brewer's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Doing more like sensory training, even stuff on like perfect pour, right? Like beyond just the beer styles and knowing stuff about that, like knowing why some of that is important, um, just like ups their game a little bit more. And definitely, you know, the staff's super on board with it. They like learning that stuff. So it's, it's win-win. Yeah. So, Ooh. Let's talk about. Uh, Wait, I've got one thing. Okay. We're going to segue into. Okay, let's let's. We, segue. Can, we are definitely going to get it. I know. Whatever we are. You're gonna, Where are we riding this segue? We, yeah. we yeah. are, we are riding this one. So I was talking about the staff being educated, but does your staff have to be a little bit more vigilant with the? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you draw your like. No, that was a really common question. Yeah, it's right. just, yeah. That's that's the only reason that I, yeah. I was making whatever look that I yeah. was at you. But you know, it's let's face it. You, 10, yep. 11, 12% beers. Before we get into this, I'll let you think about it. Word from our sponsors. Yep. <laughs> Take it away, Ryan. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. Well, we solved world peace and hunger in that break. So and thirst and thirst. So thank you, Greater Good. Yeah. Thanks to Greater Good. Yeah, thanks to yeah. Greater Good. Uh, but the hard-hitting question that I'm sure you get asked all the time. Yeah, you know, tough question, right? Like we're an all-imperial brewery, so obviously people are drinking high ABV stuff at the tap room. How do our bartenders handle that? Are people getting drunk all the time? Like what? <laughs> what happens? And you know, my answer is like, no, we don't limit the number of pours that people have. Our, you know, our staff is all like serve safe trained, tips, you know, trained, all of that so that, and and they're empowered, right? Like if they see somebody getting too intoxicated, they're calling them out, they're getting a yeah. manager involved. 
but we're still a brewery at the end of the day. Like, I mean, people aren't coming to, to brewery environments and getting, you know, as, as crazy <laughs> shit faced as they right. would at a normal yeah. um, bar or club or whatever. So we don't run into those issues that often. I mean, sure, it's come up, you know, from time to time, but the staff's empowered. They're on top of handling it. You know, our managers are, are great, but... Our, our customers are, are also just pretty respectful people. That's they're not cool. they're not going crazy. We probably get 8% more beer. Yeah, we yeah. probably get more beer to go sales than most places because somebody sure. might pop in for like one drink or two and then like leave with a few four packs, yeah. a case of beer, and we're like, all right, we'll take that all day every day. Right, right. So sure. yeah, we, don't, we don't run into issues. Yeah. The only thing That's I think cool. you guys should have is cots or like hammocks. Yeah, like just, somewhere it's just, just like safety area. No, well, not even that. Just like. I have one. I'm like, I need a nap. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's just me, though. Like, yeah. I know. Well, you said that you were staying here forever, so we've forever. got your cot. Yeah, my. Don't have yeah, we're good. Yeah, sure. some breweries have a, mu- a mug club. You have a cot club. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have a very, very loyal mug club. Our mug club members awesome. are like, you know, the best. They're, you know, hardcore regulars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do give them mug-sized pours of our Oof. imperial beers. Oof. Those are hearty people. So they, <laughs> Good for them. They have done their work. <laughs> <Yeah>. Seriously, though. <laughs> to master it. Yes. What do you guys do for your mug club? Like, what else? I mean, the, the mug-sized pours is, like, okay. probably where the yeah, that's that's, incentive. That's yeah. financially incentive. savvy okay. people look at it and go, like, well, I can get a couple extra ounces every time I'm here. Yeah, yeah right? Because um, I have my mug. But also, they get discounts on merch. They get uh, cool. access to, like, early re- beer releases and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, when we, when we did the Imperial Fest uh, tickets, they had a day early access to that. So we could nice. share that. In part because uh, I got cornered at the tap one day. Are you doing this? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> are, are these tickets, like, going on sale at, at midnight or at, like, 9 a.m. or whenever? And I was like... I don't know when oh you God. want them on sale. They were like, we're scared they're going to sell out. Right now. And I was like, all right, I'll just like have Abby send you guys an email a day before and let you buy tickets a day sooner. Like, so I mean, it's just a really like yeah. tight knit crew with That's the regulars. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the Worcester community, uh, this is a nice space. I mean, uh, family friendly. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you, ha- you host events here, right? Yeah, yeah. We have live music every weekend. Um, we'll, this will be our third event, I believe. We had the Father's Day one and then one before that. That's We did our anniversary. Our anniversary yeah. party, yeah, in the parking lot. So that parking lot that you guys parked in, like that's more space than a lot of people have in Worcester. Yeah. Any city in general. It's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's really cool for us to be able to host people here at the brewery instead of finding a venue off-site. So. Yeah, for sure. And we're kind of outside of downtown. We're really close to downtown, but we're outside of it to the point where the traffic's not crazy. Yeah, but the here. best thing is, is you're right off the highway. Yep, right yeah. off of 190 mm-hmm. and 290 also is yeah. huge to get people uh, who maybe... We traditionally aren't trying to come from the surrounding towns, you know, the smaller, more rural towns to come into the yeah. city. Um, you don't have to go downtown. You can just pop off the pop highway the and, yep. and you're at Greater Good. Yeah. Um, how many years has Greater Good been open to the public? Since 20s. Well, we started as a brewery in 2016. Yeah. We opened here in 20... March of 2018. 18. I always yeah. say 17 for some reason. Okay. We were in-house. But we were putting tanks in in 2017. Yeah. So that's, yeah. 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 2017 might probably because I've wanted seen to open. the lease and yeah, the lease started <laughs> yeah. and like a lot of the contracts were signed. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where do you see you going next? I mean, I know that there is a brand within a brand here. Yeah, you guys do session beer now. Why have a session beer project? I, so I would not describe that as like where we are going yeah. next. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, These yeah, are yeah, two yeah, different yeah, questions, yeah, yeah. I guess. Separate, separately addressed. Separate well, questions. Yes. Yeah. We can in a, in a moment get to where we're going next. Yes. You know, bigger and, and you know, is, is the answer there. Uh, but on the sessions, 
Um, Sole Purpose is our sessions only brand. Um, and again, I, I think similar to the seltzers in a lot of way, I think of it as a really tactical, more taproom oriented play. You know, want to keep mm-hmm. butts in chairs longer. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't be like serving them exclusively 12% beers and then having them leave after a pour or two. So I think sole purpose beers, even though, I mean, we only have like normally two or three on yep. on draft at any given time, probably represent close to 30% of our tap room sales. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because again, on premise or in a tap right. room setting. You have a few like, of those. Yeah, you want to, yeah. or throttle kind of back and forth. Yeah. I'll have one of your high ABV ones and then, you know, jump down to uh, Crush Groove, which I think JT's yep. drinking right that. now. Um, so I think of that really as like a tactical play for us. We distributed a little bit here in uh, Central Mass and Western Mass, but most of our distributors uh, don't, um, we're not trying to have them push sole purpose right. brands because we want them hyper-focused on the thing that we think most differentiates us, which is mm-hmm. the the big beers. Um, and that's like what our bread and butter is. Um, but, but it is certainly a good tool to make sure that, you know, we have that option right. for people that, that don't want to just be crushed yeah. in 12% Greylocks yeah. all, all afternoon. It's tempting. Yeah, actually, the Crush Group was one of the first beers we did here, and we anticipated it being, you know, the taproom-only kind of brand. Yeah. You, know, you come yeah. here, some people are like, well, I wish I could have more than one, but, you know, I'm kind of a lightweight or something like that. We had the the Session IPA was one of the first beers that we brewed, and then we quickly realized that people wanted to take it home, A. They wanted to bring it home in cans, and some of our some of our you know retail partners wanted it as well. Uh, yeah. So that's why you see it locally a little bit, but yeah. uh, it, it started as just like a line of beers and turned into like kind of a mini brand of ours. Yeah. But we very intentionally separate brand. We were never yes. going to launch a greater good session IPA because that would be again, again yeah. like against Kinda. the like. Your religion, if you will. Well, exactly. So, yeah. like, do you guys feel forced that you had forced. to... Forced. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, so good. Ryan's a little fish boy. Sorry, um, sorry. Do you guys feel forced that you had to create that separate brand because of what you've already limited yourself being, which is an imperial big beer brewery, right? Instead of just being, let's say... Bill and Bob Brewery, right? Who does everything and, and can you know, just you and know can casually just release a, casually a session re- IPA or a Pilsner or something yeah, without you, having to like overthink it, right? Yeah, like did you feel like you had to create a separate brand? And we've seen this before. Jack's Abbey, Schilling has done it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think without a doubt, Paul felt like he had to create a separate brand for that, um, but. I'm so thankful that he did because it allowed us to say disciplined to this point of differentiation. So I think forced sounds like we were handcuffed. I think it was the <laughs> right business move to do mm-hmm. it under a separate brand. Yeah. Um, and certainly we had to think about that where other breweries don't have to, but we also get to think about us being like the only one of something when everyone else has to think about like, Oh damn! I have basically the one same of beer thousands. portfolio of as the other, yeah. you know, eight to nine thousand breweries out there. Right, so right. that shit doesn't keep me up at night. I'd much rather think about like, oh, sole purpose, great, just throw it under there. Like, <laughs> that's not that type of a thought yeah. exercise at yeah. this point. At this point for yeah. us, right? But there's no plans to have like a sole purpose tap room. We've debated it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've, been, we've been approached about it. We've, we've like, yeah. you know, I brainstormed. You know, what I it support would look that like, decision. <laughs> so. And, and to be honest, we still kind of debated a little bit back and forth. So I'll, I'll never say never on something, but I think, you know, 
with it as a, a right now playing as a like tactical play for a tap room and like just you know giving the people what they want in yep. certain settings and occasions makes a ton of sense. When we start trying to like get behind sole purpose in a way of like another tap room, then that's basically like we are running two different yeah. companies, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's double the investment to grow the marketing and the brand awareness for that and all that. And I'm like. Would I rather, if I had one extra dollar to spend for like sales and marketing and investing behind the brand, like would, where would I put that? And right now I would put that all on greater good because that's where the trends are moving, higher ABV stuff as a segment is growing. It's like low, like non-ALK is growing and high ABV stuff is growing and kind of the middle is getting it's weird, right? a little bit yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. So like I'll put that dollar on greater yeah. good yeah, versus be- splitting that dollar across sole purpose and greater good. And get more out of it. Yeah. yeah you'd yeah. also be better off just opening another greater good tap room, exactly. which also does. Can I have this. you talk to Paul, our founder? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, sure. So, what's in the cards for next? Another greater good tap room. <laughs> You know, so we're we're definitely looking to to continue to grow and expand. You know, our our stated ambition is I want to see us get to a fifty percent share of the high ABV marketplace. So, one out of every two beers above eight percent should be a greater good beer in my future desired you know World utopia. I love right? it. I love it. Um, and you know, we want to do that in the right way, so not spread ourselves too thin too fast. And so, I want us to hit those those metrics kind of within our existing footprint before we jump too far. But I think this this concept, I mean, you don't really hear, it's it's almost like a faux pas to talk to a brewery who wants to like go national or go bigger right now. Yeah. But because we're not running by the same playbook, because we specialize in, in just a certain segment of craft rather than kind, kind of, of running the like, hyper-local to, like, local to regional to, you know, concentric circle kind of growth. Like, we're not playing that same growth kind of playbook that most other breweries are. Um, So I think geographic expansion is certainly on the table for us, but we're going to do that in the right way at the right time so that, you know, our team isn't spread thin and and we're able to invest the right amount of money and, and, you know, energy behind every new market. Um, But, yeah, getting to that 50% share total domination of the imperial market total yeah. domination I love that, it. that's what we're shooting cool. for no, I, and i think it's cool because you are trying to re-educate people what imperial actually means in my that's opinion. a great talking point <laughs> for is. all of us here yes. it's yeah. like there's still a certain amount of the consumer that's like oh imperial like you know what's that mean mm-hmm. even like, barrel, barrel. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah all of us here know what imperial means by you know out at a tasting or at a beer fest people who might be a little more casual to the beer industry are like you mean fancy? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> royal? Royal. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Royal. Yeah. 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 Royalty? Yeah. We did do a bunch of consumer research at the beginning of this year um, with a, a research firm that I had partnered with in the past, which confirmed that most people don't know what the word imperial means. Yep. Which could be like a freaking dagger to your heart, right? right. When you're an all imperial right. brewing company. What does imperial mean? 8% or above, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, because of that, we were able to kind of tighten what our like brand messaging looked like. So yeah. now we talk about the brand much more as big, bold, strong, mm-hmm. or bigger, bolder, stronger than a, a typical brewery. Imperial. Yeah. yeah, so trying Royalty. to get away from that word imperial when <laughs> yeah. we're talking to consumers, because that's not like speaking their language. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Cool. I like that. Cool. I mean, there's been so many things that have been reinvented over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll just slap IPA on everything. <laughs> like it's that works uh, every time. Uh, cold <laughs> it IPA. Sadly, yeah. does hey, yeah. I could. 
coming soon to greater good. An <laughs> imperial, imperial cold, cold IPA. Imperial cold. I love it. We are we are talking about that. It's on our innovation lineup, and I'm jazzed about it because yeah. I love the IPL days, yeah. right? The hoppy lager days, exactly. It's just coming full circle. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't wait for us to release for that sure. beer. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Colleen and JT, thank you for doing this today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by in the rainstorm. Not a problem. Anytime. We needed to remind ourselves what rain looked like in this area. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're drinking like, you know, big beers while it's rainy out. It's yeah. the perfect one. Big weather. storm, it's big rain. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Was drinking. Yeah. Somebody yes. needs to refill. <laughs> Was. Well, thank we'll you. you covered. Yeah, thank you again for doing this. Uh, where are you physically located? And yes, we know you can plug it into your GPS, but it's fun for you to say. Jeepus. <laughs> yeah, we're at 55 Millbrook Street in uh, in Worcester, Massachusetts. Nice. So, like you were saying, you know, right off both the highways that come through this area and just outside the city, um, Worcester's going through a little bit of a renaissance in the past few yeah. years. So definitely come check us out um, online at Instagram. It's Greater Good Imperials, uh, Greater Good Brew on Twitter, and obviously our website is uh, Greater Good Imperials. Are you on TikTok yet? We, we are. are. TikTok. Yeah, I should. Uh, I should. Uh, yeah. kill J- JT, when he is dressed as Chugs, our mascot, is often featured on TikTok. TikTok. Yes. Yeah. He is, yes. He's a TikTok celebrity. You dab, I love it. You dab and do all the oh, stuff. Yeah. I love it. And um, you guys usually open Monday through Friday or weekends as well? Monday through Probably. Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> through Sunday. Okay. Six days a week. Six days. Yeah. We take Lake one. Lake most oh, other breweries. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what hours you were like. <laughs> Are you giving like Google's office yeah. hours? Or sure, something like sure. That? Yeah. She's you have the big breweries. She's gonna have the ones that only open during yeah. the weekdays. Yes, yeah. yes. yes. exclusively That's Monday open. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, she's drunk at corner Monday yeah. market. Yeah. 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 Tuesdays through Sundays yeah. we open at noon every day of Love those it. six days of yep. the week, and uh, yeah. then we okay. close at various normal times to close. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm very excited for your festival. Yeah. Uh, this episode will probably be getting released right around there. So awesome. uh, swing on through. Well, tickets might be sold out, but no, I you might have a, a connection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Don't don't tell. Oh wait, we're on air. Oh, no. <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut yeah, it. Yeah, don't yeah. tell the mug club. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. Cut it. You guys yeah, will suffer. We've got a couple for giveaways that we'll be Ooh. doing on social nice, stuff nice. like that, awesome. and you know, for for important friends, important friends of the. Oh. The fam. Oh. F and F discounts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means. Friends and family. Oh. Friends and family discount. Oh. Duh, man. Duh. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. 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 Cheers.